Hello, my friends, and welcome again to the Deeper Daily Podcast. I'm Paul. It's the 28th day of September, and we are in Mark chapter 16, beginning in verse 9. Yesterday was basically a day of sort of textual criticism. That's not a word that means being critical, but putting the text up to criticism through a scholarly lens, and I hope we dealt with that in a way that was understandable and palatable and gives you some things to think about in regards to whether or not verses 9 to 20 is in the original and what else might have been there that's not contained now. Uh, We even read you a verse that appears in some early Latin that doesn't appear in these verses. And so um, keeping that in mind, but also not really letting it influence how we handle the next several verses, um, not too much. I do think you have to keep it in mind, but you still need to take the text seriously. And what I mean by keep it in mind is you're going to come across some things in this latter half that don't appear in the other versions of the the post-resurrection story. And so you keep that in mind uh, as to how to handle them, but also to take it serious because, like I said, as early as the second century, we had Christian writers quoting from the ninth to the 20th verses, so they existed in some form even um, very, very, very early in, in, our, in the corpus of texts. Verse 9, Now when he rose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he had cast seven demons. She went and told those who had been with him as they mourned and wept, and when they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they did not believe. I include all three verses today, 9, 10, and 11, because it encapsulates the entirety of the Mary Magdalene receiving the gospel story. This is not unusual. Luke tells it the same way. Luke, in fact, let me go over there real quick, just just as a point of reference. In Luke 24, it's Mary Magdalene, Joanna Mary, the mother of James, and other women who have seen Christ's resurrection. So Mary Magdalene is named by name in the Luke version and then, of course, named by name in the Mark version of events. And there's a little bit of a, of a discrepancy in the way it's described in verse 8 and the way it's described in verse 10. In verse 8, they don't tell anyone, and it's more than Mary. And then by verse 9, it's just Mary. And then in verse 10, she goes and tells all of those who had been with him Uh, John might be trying to clean all of this up at the end. John's gospel, last of the four gospels, um, definitely a post-resurrected Jesus glimpse at Christ's life. John chapter 20, verse 1, the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb early. She ran, she goes to the tomb with Simon and the disciple whom Jesus loves. None of that's in the Markan version of the story. They find the tomb empty, but they don't understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead. Mary stays. The other two disciples go home. And as she stays, she sees two angels inside. Don't cry. She sees a gardener. She asks the gardener, where have you taken his body? So we get the whole fullness of the, the, the passion story, the account. More in John. A lot of what you and I think of when we think of the empty tomb, we get from the John version of the gospel, which makes sense because John is giving you a glimpse at the glorified Jesus. I think all the way through John's gospel, not just at the end, a glimpse of how the glorified Jesus operates. And with that with that said, then take what you see in Mark 16, 9, 10, 11, 
and realize that it's just the very surface reading of what happens on that day. You want the fullness of it? Include the other Gospels, particularly the Gospel of John. But staying in the way Mark tells it, you have a woman out of whom Jesus cast seven demons. She goes as the first evangelist. This is something that John agrees with in John's Gospel, that Mary Magdalene is, for all intents and purposes, the first evangelist in that she takes this message that the tomb is empty back to those who are mourning and weeping, and they don't believe her. So she struggles to believe when the tomb is empty in John's version. The disciples struggle to believe he's alive in John's version. Peter and the disciple whom Jesus loved go into the tomb, but they don't understand he's alive. They just think he's been taken. Then in Mark's version, they they hear what she has to say, but they don't believe it. And that seems to be our default position as well. I mean, we don't believe immediately when we hear it. It's not as if we hear the good news of Jesus and instantaneously accept it because we try to take it through our natural filter, our natural lens, which is see and verify. Put your hands on it. Prove that it's real. Faith requires more than Put your hands on it and prove that it's real. And 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 in that, you, you are confronted with the reality that we're often trapped in some respects to what Paul called the body of this flesh. It, it needs appeased first. Uh, and that doesn't mean that the natural or the fleshly realm is subservient or lesser than the spirit realm, just different. And you are, you are two beings in two spaces at the same time. You are physical in a physical world. You are spiritual in a spiritual world. You are physical in a spiritual world. You are spiritual in a physical world. I mean, you're all of those things. And so every act of faith then confronts your natural man first. So don't be discouraged if your spirit man feels slow to catch up or vice versa. You're I think this is the way it happens. I think as you grow in the faith, your natural man is sometimes slow to catch up to what your spirit man knows to be true. And we don't see condemnation coming Mary's way when she calls Jesus gardener and John. We don't see condemnation to the disciples' way when they struggle to believe. Instead, Jesus makes appearances to them. And that's something we're going to talk about tomorrow because this is one of those you got to go from information to revelation. We'll jump into that as we head towards the essay on the 30th. We'll see you tomorrow. God bless.